Hello, Green Fighters. We've got a great session today. We're going to be talking about interest rates and what's happening with interest rates. This is going to be an interesting session because, okay, the RBA have finally done it. They've done interest it. Interest rates have gone up. They have right? passed them down, have they? They have, yes. So they've gone up by 0.25%. What I want to do tonight, I'm going to explain to you what this means for the property market, what it means for investors, what it means for owner-occupiers. And look, the fact of it is, at the end of these rate hikes, because there's going to be a series of them, right? There's going to be some winners. There's going to be a lot more losers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Before we get into it, before we get stuck in to, to the good stuff, um, just let us know that you're here. If you're watching it live, type hashtag live. Or if you're catching us on the replay, as, a, as some people do, type hashtag replay because that way we get a bit of a gauge of who's watching us live and who's catching up on the replay. Say hello, drop a comment, let us know that you're there. And, yeah, let's get into it. Well, we've got someone on LinkedIn that said hello. Hello there. How are you? That's great. Now, um, joining us. Interesting, uh, because what I want to do is I want to talk about um, some interesting stuff. I want to talk about the interest rate rise. But really, at the end of the day, what does it mean for you if you're an investor, owner, occupier, and how it's going to be different? But also the winners and the losers. That's important too. And also, it's only a quarter of a percent, right? So it's not a lot. Yeah. Look. It doesn't, the quarter percent may not be that important, but you've got to understand what's happening with uh, interest rates. Okay. Right? They're planning quite a few hikes. Right. So, so they're, they're going to stagger them, right? We don't want to get caught up in this, it's only this, only that. We really want to take it seriously. And people that don't take it seriously are going to be in trouble. Okay. Actually, there'd be a lot of people that are in trouble. That's the point. That's what I want to talk about tonight about what it means to people. It's very important. The fact yeah. of it is, I mean, this is just the beginning. This is the first one. So I've been getting lots of emails, lots of texts since this happened by a lot of people. And that's why I thought we should really drill down and explain to people what happened, why it's happened, and everything else like that, right? Mm -hmm. So basically the board decided to increase the cash rate target by 25 basing points. So they've gone from 0.1%. The 0.3, 0 0.2, uh, 0.35, right? Yeah. And you're right. This is small, right? Mm -hmm. That's the fact. But why have they done this? The important this is thing tiny. is knowing what. Sorry. It's tiny. It's Marlow. <laughs> yes, it is. But we're going to we're going to understand why they've done this and what's going on. What's the bigger picture? Right. And the reason they've done this is because. During COVID, we had a pandemic and the government decided to use quantitative easing to take off the bit of the financial pressure. Quantitative easing in layman's terms is? Quantitative easing is when the government create bonds. Right. right? And they, on these bonds, they have an interest rate and they sell these bonds to get more money and they get the RBA, the central bank, to print money so they get more money put in the economy. So therefore, more money goes into business and into the economy. People get money, they spend it, and it goes around and helps the economy keep kicking. So is part of quantitative easy inflation? 
Um, no, quantitative easing is there to help. Um, it's funny enough, it's there to help the economy when things are going south. However, right. what you said is what, what you said is one of the unintended consequences of quantitative easing is inflation. Right. Okay. So it causes inflation. It's an unintended right. consequence. Yeah. Got it. So how does it cause inflation in a very subtle way, right? <laughs> it so it didn't seem that subtle. No, no, it does. It causes inflation in a very subtle way. And what it does, it actually, um, when you print money, you're increasing the supply of money. And what happens is you've got more money in the system. And when you've got more money in the system, everything else seen, it goes down which goes up in respect. So, therefore, it's pushing the individual dollar down. Yes. Right? So, yeah. so the more money you print, it's a bit like this. Let's say, for example, hard assets were boats in a harbour. Mm -hmm. And money was water. So, if you poured more water into the harbour, what would happen to the boats? What would happen to them? Where would they go? The boats would spread out more, wouldn't they? The water's higher. Okay. And yes. therefore, that's the way printing money does that. So the government was printing a shit ton of money, right? Mm -hmm. They were printing like you know, $5 billion a week and just pushing it out there, pushing it out there, going nuts. So they printed a lot of money. And um, basically, what happened was it saved our economy. It made Australia the richest country in the world. And the unintended consequence is what it created, this thing called inflation. Interesting. Now, inflation is what happens when things go up and cost more to buy. Yes. Now, inflation happens for many different reasons. And the government have got certain tools to try to stop inflation. And guess what the number one tool is? What's their handbrake in inflation? It's the interest RBA. Rate. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful. <laughs> interest rate. <laughs> they're going to pull on that handbrake. That's right. And what they're doing with the interest rate rise is they're trying to pull the handbrake on inflation and try to slow it down and stop it. But all that does is when they put interest rates up, it just puts rents up because rents um, go up. They're not just thinking about rents. They're thinking about inflation in general. Right. Right. Now. It generally doesn't work, though. Well, okay. This is the deal. It depends on, on why we're um, it, it does. It can work, but depending on the cause. Mm -hmm. Right. So what you've got to okay. really look at is you've got to look at the cause of why it's happening and then fix the cause. So why have we got inflation? Tell you why we got inflation. Two reasons. No, we've, got, we've got three reasons we've got inflation. One is because we're printing a shit ton of money. So how do you stop yeah. that? Or stop what you stop printing stop money? Stop printing money. Right, <laughs> Hit the stop button on the printer. Unplug that printer. And they've done that. They've done that. Number two, the other problem with inflation is we've had a supply challenge. 
Yes. We just haven't had as much supply. The whole global economic cycle slowed down and people have been finding it hard to get supply. So when you've got a lack of supply and you've got, what happens? You've got an increase in demand and what does that do to prices? Prices go up. It's just a natural That's thing. Right. And we, we talk about this with property, but this happens with everything. Yeah. So um, building costs have gone up and therefore property has gone up as well because there's less supply. And there's a third reason we've got inflation, the war in Ukraine and Russia. Oh, okay. Interesting. Because what's happening now is fuel prices have gone up and fuel affects everything. Time to get an electric car. um, Even an electric car is powered by fuel. So, (laughs) Well, there goes that idea. Because how do we make the electricity with coal? Time to get a pair of rollerblades. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So basically what's happened is the main reason for inflation at the moment is because of fuel prices. And the reason fuel prices are high is because of the Ukraine war. Now, is rise putting an interest rate up going to stop the war? No. No, that's right. Of course so, not. So it's not going to stop the war. And because it's not going to stop the war, it's not really going to slow down inflation because it's not the core reason for it. Now, our our unemployment rate has gone down to 4%. Okay. That means that this is the best we've had in over 20 years. Is this the lowest unemployment rate we've had in 20 years? Yes, in 20 years. That's amazing. that, that means that everyone that wants a job just about has got one. Yeah, right? phenomenal. In a normal capitalist society, you've got a percentage of people that haven't got a job. That's the way it works. Yes. You know, we're not communists. We're communists. Everyone's employed. Everyone's got a job in communism, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, so, therefore, the economy is looking pretty as well, and that's part of the reason they wanted to put interest rates up. Um, the challenge is wage growth hasn't gone up as much as they were hoping to. Right. Which is like, so wage so, growth hasn't kept up with inflation? No, no. And I'm going to talk about the secret that the rich know that the poor don't know when it comes to inflation and how it works. Because right? a lot of people don't understand how it works. And once you understand this, right, it's the difference between what the rich do and the poor don't. And yeah. Robert Kiyosaki, we were talking about this recently, and we're both on the same page about this. So this is coming straight from Robert Kiyosaki and myself. So, guys, hold on to your hats. This is going to be a really good session. It's going to be exciting. Straight from the property gurus. That's right. So Hold on um, to your hat if, you, if you're wearing one. Yeah, we've got a new positive property hats now. Um, Check out so, our merch. <laughs> that's right. Soon to be available online. <laughs> Awesome. So, so what should people do? This is the question. Who's most vulnerable and who's going to get affected the most? Okay, so look. People who have cash in the bank. Well, because the money's shrinking. Yes, that's one thing because of inflation. Exactly. Because people that have got cash in the bank, their money's shrinking because of inflation. Exactly. Now, when you've got inflation, and a lot of people don't realize this because there's a lot of people going around saying that high interest rates going up is actually going to 
make the property market go down? Well, no, because rents are just going to go up. Well, the but it's not that deal, black and white. Well, well, this is the deal: interest rates and property prices do not correlate. They got nothing to do with each other, right? Property prices they track inflation, mm-hmm. not uh, property prices. I mean, not not inflation, not interest rates, right? Now, I want to show you a graph, a very interesting graph. It's going to be amazing. Let me just share my screen. Oh, I love a good graph. Yeah, you're going to like this. It's going to be good. I better like this graph or you're in trouble, George. <laughs> okay. Have a look at this graph because this is going to surprise people. Okay. See the blue line? See the blue line? Yep, I can see it. The blue line is house prices in Australia. And it was in 1970 up to 1980. Yeah, yeah, right. Now, I'm just showing because what happened was between 1970 and 1980, what happened was there was um, oil prices went up. Yeah. So what's happening now? Therefore, we had inflation. This is what happened, right? And did they put interest rates up too? Yes. Mm. So you look at the blue line, right, which is nominal house prices, and look at the red line. Yeah. And the red line is real house prices. Now look at the difference there. What's the difference between real house prices and nominal house prices? Okay. So the nominal house price is what the real price is. And the real house price is when you take out the inflation, what it's really. But they actually went for 350, right? Yes. So I would consider that the real price. Yes. <laughs> I haven't yes. exactly labelled these very clearly. So no, they have, they have, they have. They've labelled them very clearly. Clearly. So, um, so I'll explain the graph to people watching the listen to the podcast. Um, there's a blue line, and the blue line goes really sharply up from 100 grand up to 350, and there's a red line that goes horizontally, and it goes Let's up go 120. Yeah. And what this is saying is really. What houses are doing is they're tracking with inflation and going up with inflation. It's the inflation pushing the houses up, and that's why they've gone up. Okay. Right? So that's what's happened. So the interesting part is if you look at between 1979 and 1980, house prices didn't go up a lot compared to if you take out the inflation, but the inflation pushed them up, so that's why they're so high. And why is this important? Because it's important because the real price didn't go up. The nominal price, which is what you pay for it, did go up. So therefore, there's still a cheap price to buy at that stage, even though they look expensive. That's just confusing. Yeah, it is. Doesn't make sense. So, Okay, so basically the number on the house, the price Price in the house is not important. It's the affordability that matters. Okay. And that's the important thing. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk more about that because it's important. So what does 0.25 increase mean? Let me get a graph out and show you what it's going to mean. Okay. So this is what it means. So if you want to, Christina... 
Um, so let's say you've got a 200,000 mortgage. Mm-hmm. At 2.75%, your weekly payments are $188. Yep. But if it goes up by 0.25, it's got to go up to 194 So it's going to be an extra $6. And 16 cents. Yeah. Not and a on a million-dollar mortgage, yeah. on a million-dollar mortgage, an extra $30 a week. Okay. Still right? pretty affordable, yeah. Yeah. So pretty affordable. So you're going to have to cut back and on two lattes per week. Yes, but the deal is, the deal is, it's people that aren't structured properly, they're going to get into trouble. Right, yes. So, so I'll tell you who the groups of people that are going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. The people in Melbourne and Sydney, especially Sydney, that went all in for their dream home, principal and interest, owner-occupier, and went all in and paid, you know, over for some shitty little house in the middle of nowhere in Sydney because they were so had so much FOMO of missing out. Yeah, so you're talking about the, the people who brought at the peak of the market who paid way over market price for the property just to get the home because they brought on emotions, basically. Yes, but also, one, they bought at the peak, they didn't know the property clock, they paid too much, they had the wrong yeah. structure and they occupied. So they've got all of that against them. Yeah. And they pushed yeah. them for right to the limit. So the challenge is, you know, 0.25 is not going to make a difference to them. But mm. they're predicting six of these rises over next year. Right. Right? And six of these rises, as it goes up, after rise number four, five, six, and seven, mm. there's going to be people getting knocked out of the marketplace. Would it probably be a good time now then to maybe fix your interest rate? I think there's more important things to do than fix your interest rate right now. Okay. That's what I want to talk about. I'd like to hear those things because I'm thinking, shit, I'm going to call my broker and fix my interest rates before I get all these six rate increases that you predict. The banks have already factored that in already beforehand. Those dirty dogs, of course they have. So if you fix your interest rate, you're already paying the extra rate. Yeah, so they already predict what's going to happen. They factor it in, so that's what they do. So nine times out of ten, if you don't fix your interest rate, you're better off. Okay. Variable rate normally wins. But if one one out of ten times is better to fix, who knows when that will be. But if you're look if you're investing long term, if you're a numbers person, you should bet that variable's better and your work works better for long term. Okay. Right? That's what I do. I've had variable my whole life, and it's been working for me for 30 years now. I've been ahead of the game every time. Hey, look, that's tried and tested as far as I'm concerned. Yep. So what's happening with commodity prices? Remember I was saying commodity prices are going to be a boom? Yes. Well, look at this. Okay, interesting. They've gone, definitely gone up. Yes. So they're going up like crazy and it looks like we're going to have a super cycle of commodity prices. That's exciting. What does that mean for us? Okay. What happened back in the 2000s when we had a massive property boom? What caused that? What fueled it? Commodity prices going up created inflation, which pushed everything up. 
Mm-hmm. What I'm predicting, okay, I'm predicting a second boom bigger and better than the first one. Awesome. That's exciting. So if, you, if you thought the first boom was good, the COVID boom, hold on to your hats. Because the second boom is going to be better. Let me hear you say whale, whale. <laughs> yeah, so that's what's going to happen. It's going to be massive, right? Which is pretty exciting. Sounds good. Yeah. So let me open something else. And look, um, do you want to ask, get the audience to ask us some questions? Now time for the audience to ask some questions. It's more of a comment than a, a question. Small-time investors will drop out because they are nervous, giving savvy investors more pickings. Yes, true. true. That's always true, regardless of what's happening in the market. So um, It certainly is. Um, the fact of it is, um, it's always going to be true. And I've lost our stream of there, there I have. Yeah, yeah so small investors. But, guys, what do you think is going to happen with rates? Do you think they're going to go up, they're going to go down? Who's thinking of fixing? Who's not going to fix? I'm very curious about the audience. If you're listening, let us know because I'm very curious. And if you've got any yeah, questions. What, what have you learned from our conversation tonight? Yeah, because what I've I want to do is. I've learned that quantitative easy. Yeah, quantitative easy. Now, what I want to do, guys, ask your questions now because I'm going to be wrapping it up soon. And once I wrap it up, I'm going to show you how I'm going to wrap this session up even better. We're going to wrap it up, put a bow on it, and we're going to land this plane. Yeah, so. What are the smart... Okay, so do you want to know what the smart investors are doing? Yes, please. Okay. Let me show what the smart investors are doing. And I'm going to just uh, share my screen again. I always like to know what smart people are doing. <laughs> okay, someone said, Hi, George. I have another Zoom meeting with Stacey tomorrow and looking at joining the Property Investors Group. Awesome. Well, if you have any questions, this is the time to ask me live. And uh, we're on just about every Thursday night. Absolutely. Thursday night, perpetually. So I'm going to share my screen. And we'd love to have you as a part of our tribe. So welcome. So let me, uh, okay, have a look at this. She's great. She knows a lot about property. So you're in good hands with her. Yes, well, she's a property investor herself. And uh, Stace actually started off as a client, um, which is pretty awesome. You know what I mean? So, you know, when you look at our coaches, when you look at our team, they were all actually started off as members. And that's what we call the dream team. That's right. So have a look at this. This is a typical cash flow calculator analysis. Can you see this? We're looking at a cash flow calculator here, yes. Yeah. And we've got an interest rate of 3.5 here. And mm-hmm. if you look down here, this property in particular is positive $55 a week. Right? Yep. So... What we're going to do here is I'm going to go here. I'm going to go 3.75. That's a very cheap property, though, 3.65. Doesn't matter. I just picked something out of the blue, out of our. So, yeah. And look at this now. This property is still positive $44 a week. Right? This is the yeah. cash flow calculator. And you look here, right? And it shows you. So, you look at this. You're paying 9%. Tax fans paying 20, the tenant's 71. Now, if we go back to the old old rate, and rates have gone down since this is not a see, you pay 11%, mm-hmm. right? Because you're getting 11%, you're not paying that. So the reason I want to share that with you is 
The smart investors, what they do is they use a cash flow calculator and they use that to work out what's happening, right? Yes. So if I were you, if I were you listening to this podcast or watching us on our live, what I would do is, what I'd like to do actually is offer you a copy of the cash flow calculator and our cash flow calculator training. Yep, someone already asked. John, John, good question. So guys, if you want to please type in hashtag cash flow calculator, just hashtag cash flow. And what I'll do is I'll get my team to reach out and send you a link where you can download the cash flow calculator. But not only that, I'm also going to give you the training for the cash flow calculator so you can actually learn how to use it. And every time a rate goes up, what you can do is you can actually go and type it in and find out what's happening with your property. Because awesome. this person that I just looked at, they're fine. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm a complete novice with property. I had always thought of going with fixed interest so that I knew I what I'd be paying as opposed to variable where the percentage goes up and down. Yes, look, whenever you get more certainty, you end up with less money. Mm -hmm. Right? So let's say you put your money in the bank account and you know your money's safe in a bank, but how much money do you get paid? Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Not much, right? Now... You put your money in, in shares and you put it in BHP and you get a good return, but you put it in some crazy new stock, you might get a huge return or you might lose it all. So the higher the risk, the more reward. That's right. And when you fix interest rates, nine times out of ten, you're losing out and the banks are winning. Mm. So you just gotta, what you've got to do is get rid of your emotions, take your emotions aside, and you've got to think, okay, and put your investor's hat on Right and think. Okay, what did the wealthy investors do? What, what did the wealthy investors do? What did the successful people do? And this is the important part, right? The important part: the the interest rate rise over the next six sessions. That's going to happen, right? Now, whether it happens um, as high as what they say it is or less, regardless, right? If you've got the right team and right strategy, you're going to be making money during this time. You'll get you're doing it really well. Yeah, absolutely. You'll get ahead. Now, if you don't have the right team, you don't know what you're doing, and you run on emotion, and you don't structure right, and you don't know what you're doing, you're going to lose out. Now, because of inflation, if you decide to sit out this next property boom, you're screwed. And that's what a lot of people are going to do. A lot of people are going to sit out the property boom because they're scared of interest rate hikes. Yeah. And I like it when people sit out, not our members, but other people, to give us more opportunity to buy property. Because sitting out, when you're sitting out waiting for property to go down, guess what's happening? You're not, if you've got no property, you can't make money out of property. You're not in the game. You've got to be in the game to win. You can't just sit on the sidelines and expect a result. The only way to make money out of property is actually having By property. Having property yes. And the more property you have. And the more real property, that's why it's called real estate. It's real. <laughs> and when, inflate, when inflation goes up, the soft assets don't normally go up, but the hard assets do. Yeah. Now, what's the difference between a hard asset and a soft asset? A soft asset is, for example, a dollar bill, money. Money is a soft asset. Wow. Shares are soft. Bonds are soft. Mm -hmm. And guess what happens to soft assets? They're not going to go up. They're going to. They may go down. They may stay the same, but they're going to go down 
um, in relative value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, a hard asset, like a property, is real. You can touch it. It's made out of bricks and mortar. Hard assets going to go up. Mm. And you seriously want to have as many hard assets as you can during a boom because that's going to make a massive difference. Yes. This is literally, literally going to be the biggest distributional wealth in the last 100 years. That's how important it is. You look at the last 100 years, what's happening next? is the biggest wealth distribution in the, next years, in the last 100 years. So if you're one of the few people that are fortunate to have the right team and right people to help you, you're going to be sitting pretty at the end of this boom, really doing well, just like many of our clients are sitting amazing after the last boom. Mm. You know, you know, some of our clients went to drag and kicking and screaming because they were scared about, you know, COVID and everything. They didn't know what to do. And, but luckily, they had their coaches to help them through, go through the emotional part and now they've come through their end really well. Mm. We've got some clients that have made over a million dollars in the last couple of years. You know what I mean? Which is amazing. Yeah. It's really so And Now, guys, um, we're going to have clients making millions of dollars the next next boom as well. This is going to be amazing. It's going to be huge. Hey, we've done so it once. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. So what I suggest you do is, one, get a copy of my cash flow calculator and the training, I'm offering it for free because I want to help everyone, put your details in and see where your cash flow is with the interest rate rises. And whenever you hear them announced, play the game. Why don't you look at um, what's going to happen you know, in, a, in a year's time and put it in there and see if you can afford it. Because if you can't, you're going to be in trouble, you need to do something. Yes. Also, get your structure right. Um, what you really want to do is get your structure right. And I'm going to be talking about that next week about how to get the structure right. This week's all about getting your cash flow right and getting the cash flow calculator. This calculator is a tool that I've been using for years and it's simple, but it's so powerful. And it's a lot of times the simple things in life that are the most powerful. Have you noticed that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it just helps you get clarity yeah. and you really need to know the numbers up front. Otherwise, you're basically buying a property with a blindfold on, which is no good. So yes. you need to get clear. Yeah. That's right. You've got to get clear. So um, someone just said, I love the cash flow hacker. I love it too. It's great. It's um, powerful and simple to use. And what I've done is I've done a training that goes through the cash flow calculator and shows you exactly how to use it step by step, which is great. Actually, did you do the training, Christina? Actually, I did a better training. So watch my training. <laughs> I've updated it. You're and welcome. Christina's been using the calculator with you know 10 or 20 clients each week. So you've had... You've had a lot of experience. You're really yeah, I'm really very hands-on with the cash flow calculator. Yeah, which is great. That's what we I'm need. all over it. Well, we've got to go and get ready for our private group for our lovely That's guests. right. So, go on. Yes, we're going to get ready with our private group. We're going to go talking about more advanced strategies and what they can do with the rate rises and how we're going to tackle it and what we're going to do. But, guys, thank you so much for everyone joining us. It's great. Now, look, we just got back from overseas. We went to the Taj Mahal. I was in Thailand and good to be back in Australia. It's fantastic. So hello and we're back. Remember, we're going to be live every Thursday night. That's right. For the end till the Same end of time. We're just going to keep Same going. Day. And we've always yeah. got a different topic and we've always got different experts. So tune in, catch us live or catch us on the replay. It was such a pleasure to see you all here tonight. Thank you for joining us and have a good night.
Okay, so look, next week we're going to be talking about how to structure your loan to make sure this doesn't affect you as much. Now, I'm going to show you an amazing way how you, how you structure it and how it's going to work. And I'm going to talk more about more about mortgages and mortgage reduction oh, because yes. the thing is, the one thing I want to talk about next week is a secret system and way where you can pay off your mortgage in half the time. And we've got literally people paying off their mortgage in five, six, seven years. Amazing. Completely. Oh, it's a game changer. And, Completely. and look, the deal is if you, if you pay off your mortgage in five or ten years, who cares about the rate rises? You've got no mortgage. That's right. <laughs> doesn't affect you. So come back next week, guys. We'll talk about that. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're on our podcast, come and join us on our Facebook page, which is Australian Australian Property, property. No, Australian Property Investors. Oh, Australian Property Investors. Where we chat come and join us there. Um, type in hashtag cash flow. We're going to get you the cash flow. We're going to get our team out to you. Thank you so much for joining us. And even a lot, we've noticed a lot of people on LinkedIn join us. So great. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk soon. Lovely to Cheers. see you guys. Have a good night. Bye bye.